0: It's over. This 76ers season is over, and it ended just like the previous ones did. Let's talk about that and more next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Hello, I'm Keith Pompey, host of Locked On 76ers, going running with you uh, solo today. Divine Gibbons couldn't make it this morning, my great co-host, but I'm here in his hotel room, getting ready to hop out of here and and head for this flight this morning, and talk about last night's game. You know, the Sixers lost one twelve to eighty eight to the uh, to the Boston Celtics in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, Eastern Conference semif- Semifinals, rather. Maybe I had the finals on my mind, thinking that this was going to be the year, but. Like I said, y'all, it's over. I mean, the hard part about this is that this is, what, the third season that under Doc Rivers that this team has lost in the second round, right? So for basketball, for you guys, a lot of people will say second round. Some will say Eastern Conference semis. It's the same thing, right? Eastern Conference semis just makes it seem a little bit better, right? Yeah, we made it to the Eastern Conference semifinals. But no, this one lost. Now, I'm going to tell you this. This loss, in my opinion, was the worst one of all the second-round losses that I've been been a part of, not been a part of, but covered. You know, I've been covering this team since 2013, since past the process, and, and since the process started and then afterwards. And I have to say, in my opinion, this was the worst. Now, I talked to Joel Embiid. Um, yesterday, and he said, you know, the buzzer beater was was hard, right? I understand that. But that was game seven um, against the uh, Toronto Raptors, and Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard hit a buzzer beater shot that knocked the Sixers out of the playoffs, right? That was, what, 2019. But the reason why this one is the worst, in my opinion, is because the Sixers were up. Three to two. They had a chance to close this series out in six games and they laid an egg. They laid an egg and then they had to come back to Boston and for game seven on Sunday and they quit. That's right. The 76ers quit. They stopped playing, right? It was embarrassing to say the least. It was by far the worst performance that I've seen. Now, yeah, they lost to, um, they lost to Boston one year in five games. Okay. But at that point, it was kind of like Boston was the better team. You knew it the following year. Yes. They lost at the buzzer beater. Then all of a sudden the next year to, um, 2020, they go and lose in the bubble in the first round, which was, which was a bad loss, right? You say that. And then all of a sudden, it's one of those things where they hire hire Doc Rivers, and then they have the best record in the East, the best one, the best record in the East. And they go ahead and they play the Atlanta Hawks, and you say to yourself, like, this team is going destined to win. Okay, Atlanta Hawks are going to play them. They're going to get them. Oh, no. But They lose in seven. People make fun of it. They say that's when Ben Simmons passed the ball. That's when he like passed the ball to the taking a shot. The Sixers lose that one. Then last year the Sixers losing six to the Miami Heat, and this year they losing seven and get spanked around in the third quarter. They quit. That's what makes this one the worst loss of all of them. I mean, they literally went out there and quit. There's no ifs, there's no ands, there's no buts, there's no maybes. They quit. Now we look at it where you got a situation where the coach, Doc Rivers, is probably going to be most likely probably get fired. I mean, who knows? we, we could lose his job today. It's kind of at this particular point, it might be shocking. Now, there's a couple things in his favor that could help him leave, 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 uh, keep his job. But then also you have James Harden. His career is probably over in Philadelphia. And the thing is, do people want him to come back? I don't think so. No. Not after what he did the last game. So you have those type of dynamics. There's a lot of things. This was a horrible loss, shot. Seriously, I mean, a, a horrible. Joel Embiid couldn't really move; he was spent more time in the perimeter than he did on the on the block. And yeah, you can say he's been doing that all season, for the most of the season. But if there was a time when the big fella, if there was a time when the big fella needed to be down on the block, it was today. they were, they were shooting the ball, getting the ball. He's at the three. They're shooting the ball. There's nobody down there getting rebounds. They're all coming back. It was just, it was bad. I mean, I hate to say it. It was just a bad performance by the 76ers, you know? And when we get back after this one, commercial break, we're going to talk more about James Hart. We're going to talk about James to see, hey, look, is it one of those things where, Is this the end of James? And should he come back, right? We're going to come right back in the dress day. So every day of the NBA playoffs slash finals, one prize pick user will win a chance to become a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed the entry will be given a six pick. Flex with the following payouts six correct picks, one million, five correct picks, eighty thousand, four correct picks, sixteen thousand. Full details can be found on prizepicks.com. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry. Once you opt in, you will have to all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner, right? So now here's my thing. When we talk about prospects tonight, when when Miami plays the Celtics, I'm taking Jason Tatum to score more than twenty six point five points. When the Lakers play the Denver Nuggets for the Western Conference Finals, I'm taking LeBron James to have more than seven point five rebounds. Right. I'm taking Nikola Jokic, Denver center, to have more than 6.5 assists. And I think I'm going to take Anthony Davis to have more than uh, or less than 3.5 three-pointers made. That's an easy bet, right? So this is what you. How does prize picks work? You pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections in any sport that you watch. This includes M- NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, yada, yada yaddy, on and on and on and on, Right? So, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe and fast withdrawals, and is currently operational in 30 states and Canada. How do you do it? You download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit, match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize picks will give you hundred. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks will give you for 50. Don't forget the end of the promo code. Locked on the sign up for instant deposit matchup. So do it today, people. I'm telling you, definitely do it today. But here's the thing: we gotta talk about James Harden. You know, James Harden came here to be the sidekick or be the co-star for Joel and B. He traded. Yeah, ben Simmons and the, you know, playing in a multiplayer trade. They also gave up a first round pick, some other things to get James Hart. Now, the thing about James Hart, and James Hart, and when he was great in all the in the three games that the 76ers won, at least two of them, when he had 42 points, the other one had 45. The other one, he had around a triple double. But in the four games that they lost, he was horrible. And this game might have been his worst game, if not, if not of the series, not just the series of the season. I mean, he was horrible. There was one point in the first half where James had he only had two field goals made, but he shot three air balls, right? Harden finished the game with 9 points. He was a minus 30. Get there. yes. He was a minus 30 in 40 minutes and 49 seconds. The only player on the team who had a worse plus minus was Tyrese Maxey. So Harden had 9 points. He was a minus 30. He shot 3 4 11 from the field. He was one for five on threes, right? He had six rebounds. He had seven assists. He had two steals. He had one block, and he committed a game worth five turnovers. Now, here's the thing. In the second quarter, his flagrant foul, when he reached out and he got stripped, but as he got st- lost the ball, he hit Jalen Brown in the in the head, in the face and received a flagrant. The game was over after that. The Sixers lost all momentum. All momentum. The game was over. Now the reason why I want to talk about James is because James can become a free agent this summer. He can opt out of his uh, um opt out of his deal, final year of his deal. And become a, a, a free agent now. Word on the street is that James is going to Houston. Everyone thinks he's going to Houston, that he's gonna make his mind up in this decision. He said yesterday he hasn't made his mind up, but everyone's saying he's gonna go back to Houston. Now, James is talking about he wants to win. You ain't winning in Houston unless they bring in a lot of crazy, a lot at least making a lot of changes. But anyway, so the thing is. At this particular point, you have to ask yourself, can the Sixers actually win with James Harden? I mean, honestly, like this is two playoffs that they had him and he struggled mightily in the seventh game or or to find a closeout game. Can they win with him? Can they? And from what I saw yesterday, that's not really giving me a lot of confidence if I'm Josh Harris, the Sixers owner, to where I'm going to say this guy wants an extension or something like that he wants to get paid, Does it, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence to say, okay, accept it. What it does is it says to me, like, how do I get off of this contract? Do I try to say, hey, we'll do a sign and trade and send you where you need to go? But outside of that, I'm looking at it like I can't say to myself like, yo, I got to have his brother. I got to bring him back. No, uh-uh. I'm looking at it like this guy lost it for us. Now, yes, Joel and Embiid didn't have a good game, and you need both of your stars to play well. But Joel and Embiid was 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks, He was 5-for-18 shooting, 0-for-4 on threes, right, playing in the perimeter, wanting to be a guard. But at the same time, John B played with a sprained LCL LCL sprain in his right knee. James didn't have the excuse. Didn't have that. James just came out and looked shot. So the thing is, the Sixers got to ask themselves, do they want him back? Based off of social media and all other stuff, comments, you know, I the fans don't want them back, right? I mean, I hate to say it, they just don't. So this is a big question. Like, so if James wants to go to Houston, maybe the Sixers might try to do a sign and trade. Like I'm just speaking out loud, right? Because it's one of those things where whew, from what I saw last night. Is not he's not going to be able to help the 76ers moving forward, so it might be best that he leaves, in their opinion. So here's the deal. We talk about Doc Rivers, right? So Doc Rivers, which is a bad loss, like we talked about in the first segment, where Doc unable to get the Sixers out of the second round third years in a row. Now, the reason why Doc became the coach was because Brett Brown, the former coach, couldn't do that, and they needed someone to get them out of there and remember it was Mike D'Antoni and Ty Lu were the finalists and one of those things where it was uh, you know Mike D'Antoni is a guy who they really wanted and then it was like okay here's Doc. Doc became available and Sixers just snatched him up. Now Doc was a guy who, this was his 10th straight <laughs> closeout close game loss in the second round. He's lost 10 straight closeout games in the second round. He can't get out of the second round. So now you say to yourself, you got rid of Brett Brown. You could have had Mike D'Antoni. You could have had Ty Lu But you gave the job to Doc. And now Doc can't get you out. So what happens is we all thought last year was a chance that Doc was going to get traded to the Lakers. That fell through. So coming into the season, we all thought like, yo, if he doesn't get out of the second round, he's definitely fired." Well, I'm here to tell you, was this loss, Doc did some things that I, I questioned. Like I felt like he should have kept with P.J. Tucker longer. I mean, P.J. Tucker was the only one who hey, did anything in the first quarter to me to get him sparked, and then Doc took him out. He only played 19 minutes when the rest of these guys played like 40 and stuff like that, starters. But aside from that, I don't think you can say the reason they lost was Doc. I mean, he the reason they lost is because James Harden and Joel Embiid didn't show up, right? They struggled. They're your stars. They're your leaders. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you say, but Doc didn't get us any further than Brett Brown. But then when you look at it, you got to say, like, when you look at the talent and they say the talent is, 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 is good, there's a lot of guys that they went out and got free agency, couldn't get off the court. Guys, they uh, uh, get off the floor. I mean, get off the bench. Guys who they traded for, Jalen McDaniels, no burn, when it really mattered. Daniel House, he got in and got some things, but it was inconsistent, man, right? Montrez Harrell, no burn. P.J. Tucker, guy who I think should have had more minutes, but Doc didn't have a lot of faith in him. So there's a lot of things like that that you see. But again, I'm not here to say that it was his fault. Do I think he'll probably be fired? Civil fire? Yeah, I think he probably will. I do. Could it happen as soon as today? Yeah, it could. It could. But you know, this this is on James Joel In the crew, Maxie. I mean, in the second half, the Sixers quit, man. There's no way of saying it. Now, you might say, did they quit on the coach? They do whatever. Is that the coach's job to keep them playing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I tell you, they were gutless. It was embarrassing. It was the worst performance I've seen. It really was. But hey, I want to thank y'all for listening. Um, Divine, my man D will be back uh, tomorrow. I'm getting ready, hop on, get out of here and take this flight, early morning flight. Um, so you know, you can the best thing for you to to get this podcast, you can get this podcast wherever you get your your podcast from any podcast is free and available. You can also uh, log on to our YouTube channel, right? On locked on 76ers, right? And when you log on to the YouTube channel, what you do is you click on the Liberty bell, right? You click on the Liberty bell and that way you become a new subscriber, right? You can do that. And and then also um, if you want to read some more sixers coverage, you know, you can read the articles that I wrote about the game and, and, and my coworkers and at the Philadelphia Inquirer, read all their our stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can also listen this morning if you get this. Listen to my man D on 97.5 FM, the morning show from 6 to 10, right? Do all that. But I want to thank y'all and we'll be back together, chilling and whatnot tomorrow. And we'll talk more about this game and some other stuff. But I just want to thank you all for listening. And have a blessed day. Peace.